Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Howly Juku, a K-pop podcast, a J-pop podcast as well sometimes, uh, overall East Asian pop culture podcast by a couple of guys from the East Coast of the U.S. I'm Petey Rave, I'm your uh, guy over here on the left, your left, uh, here with me is my tag team partner. My partner in crime, my right hand man to to my left hand side, your right hand side, Brandon Cooper, aka King Cass. How you doing, Cass? I am doing well. How are you? I'm all right. We're we're here. Uh, we're hanging yeah, out. Here. Talk about East Asian pop culture. Talk about things. Uh, we've got our we've got trips going on that we're gonna plan for. Uh, I've got South by Southwest. We're excited about next month, late next month, Vegas. We're excited to kind of just do our do our things, do our travel stuff. Uh, but you know, in the meantime, uh, let's talk about East Asian pop culture. Uh, yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Let's, of course, we start off every episode talking about what's new, what's caught our attention, cats. What's what's new? What's 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 uh, so new for me this week is a collabo between uh, Kualin and Wusik from Pentagon. Um, Kuai people right rem- might remember from if I kept my goddamn notes open, the group that he was in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so he, yeah, they're both they're both from two different groups, but they're both on Cube Entertainment, and this is kind of a bring these two youngsters together because they sound really good together, and it works. Um, this is their song "I'm a Star," and I, I think they're doing a mini, uh, if, if my research is correct. Um, and if it's gonna sound like this, I'm definitely excited to hear more of it. Yeah. Uh, Quan Lin, like Quan Lin, was a member of uh, 101, that behemoth yes. of a group. <laughs> uh, yes. Who's on Brodeuce, as it were. Uh, but yeah, this song is cool. This song is like a very cool sound. It's very much like uh, idol group member R&B. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Uh, and is and 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 I say that in the best way possible. Uh, there, there's some cool moments in the video. The video is interesting, I guess. Uh, just kind of like is a bunch of things happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it goes through very different like kind of moments of being a star, like being a legitimate like pop star being like this famous singer being a star in the sky like and just kind of all these little little silly things and i i i think the boys kind of do well with it like their vocals are really really good and i kind of like the comedy of the video um yeah. they kind of seem to, to carry the personality really well there's also puppet murder so yeah that's something <laughs> uh but yeah overall it's a really cool track yeah um so i enjoyed it i think it's something that worth worth going to check out you can check it on one the case youtube channel uh and the will links down below uh next next for me is a sad moment um i got a couple of tracks i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some context i got a couple of tracks in here by the boy loco um i love loco i'm pretty sure pd is a fan of of loco for over yeah, at aomg 
but uh, the boys from AOMG have recently sent Loco off um, to do his military service. So he's going to be gone for about two to three years to do his military service. I think he left early in February. Um, and they kind of had a big what do to send him off. And and Loco being just, I think, the pure just beast that he is. Um, he he knew like, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to kind of send me off because I think Gray tweeted out some stuff and put stuff on Instagram to to be like, oh, my homie's going to be gone. Um, but Loco being the guy that he is, he drops a six track album um, with with just features of some of him and his dope friends uh, produced by Gray and a bunch of other people. Um, and there's a couple of tracks that that have videos. So this one is Tangled Up. Uh, featuring PH1 and some cute-ass dogs. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's just like a super chill, chill-ass track that uh, I had to listen to it twice because the first time I just I was just like, oh my god, cute-ass dogs. And then the second time I was shipping uh, Loco and PH1 and then and then I came back around and uh, just listened to the, the song and it's just a fun, fun track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to like it's a fun track. Uh but yeah, you can get distracted. It's definitely just fun to watch a video just for him. Like it's just him taking photos, taking pictures of his dog, uh playing with playing with on FaceTime with his homie. FaceTime with his homie as they show off each other's dogs. So it's like yeah. it's like it's 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 almost kind of ridiculous and adorable. Uh but the overall the song is still nice. I think it, it, it's uh, it's nice. Uh, Local is fantastic. Like, uh, you know, it, it's gonna be a bummer for him to kind of put a hold of, on his career for a couple of years. Uh, you can see in this video, and he already has the haircut, uh, his military yeah. haircut. So this is like th- it's. Uh, you can almost see like this is like his last moments of like chill freedom before it's time to, to time to go. Like if you kind yeah. of interpret it like that, it's so it's it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, Zim just well, like you know, we go from that into the next video, which is uh, it's been a while featuring the amazing Zion T, where you can see him get that military haircut yeah. um, um, in this video from Zion hopefully, T. Which hopefully, is kind of just a, it's another. F- and hopefully he didn't actually have Zion T cut his hair like <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, but it's just another fun track um and I, man I just I just freak I always kind of sometimes forget how much I enjoy Loco's vocals like his, his vocals are just so on point like um he just has this really good tempo to the way that he raps and and does yeah. things and like I I just respect so much of what they're doing over at aomg um and i think it's gonna be it's definitely something that's put together with thought and it's gonna be the thing that takes over yeah so yeah aomg i will say i'm gonna call him out on one thing um you know there's there's a test as far as there's a microphone test called the sure super m55 test uh and he fails it and he fails this spectacularly. The test is: Can you sing on to the right part of a Shure Super M55? And you're not we're not sure what that mic is. It's that old timey mic you see the 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 one with the the silver one. That's the old timey mic that somebody with the grill and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And all that. Uh, and he's not only fails by doing the classic 
turning it down, singing it onto the top of a cider dress mic. Uh, he's he not only he he has this position in a way that in order to correct it, not only do you have to turn it up, but you have to turn it around because he has the <laughs> the front facing up and away from him. Maybe you know what? That's something you can learn in the military. This is a microphone. This is this is the side you sing into. Uh, but that's the only thing I'm gonna call him out on. Uh, overall, this is just a this is a cool track. Uh, yeah. and it's it's odd seeing him in that 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 hairdo. <laughs> I was actually kind of surprised that the, his military service was up already. Like like his, his military service is starting already. Uh, but yeah, he's. He's, he's, I guess he's, yeah, it's time for everyone. I mean, everyone in Korea. Every male in Korea. So yeah. It wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're definitely going to no miss offense. Loco while he's doing his, his military service. But he left us with a six, a six track banger. Um, and I think it's called Hello. Uh, is it called Hello? It's like, Hello, this is my album, Hello. Or something, something silly like, like that. that. I don't know, like, uh, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it's called Hello, in all capital letters. Yeah. Um, so definitely, 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 if you if you like Loco, if you like AOMG, go check that out. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's just kind of that's kind of what I'm bringing this week. Uh, my yeah. my love for Loco and my it sadness is. that he's going to be gone. Good luck to Loco, uh, and we preemptively thank you for your service. <laughs> Granted, not to our country, but to, to the country we follow. Uh, so, fighting. Fighting. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I've got a couple of tracks that uh, I'm bringing in. Uh, there's some things that, that caught my attention in the time that we last gathered. Uh, there's a couple, in- like, there's a couple of interesting tracks. So one of them is the kind of the the, the comeback uh, from Subin, uh, formerly of Dal Shabet, uh, now known as uh, professionally as Dal Subin, uh, Dal Subin, uh, kind of depending how you want to pronounce it. Uh, she comes back with yeah. a brand new track called Catch Up, um, and. It is a cool, fun, quirky song. Uh, it's very, it's like the, 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 I guess musically, it's very interesting kind of how it's structured. Uh, I've seen like reviews talking about how it kind of mostly teases throughout the, throughout the whole track before it kind of like dropping proper, you know, properly later on in the track. And I think that that works for it. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the, the Subin's vocals are fantastic uh the the kind of the structure of the song kind of is unconventional in a really good way um yeah it's, it's still kind of like catchy in a sense <laughs> at least to me and like when it finally has that kind of like freak out drop moment it's effective and fun like and i think overall it's just really well made and it's really cool Yeah. I can oh, I can feel that. I like I, I I get a like a really chill vibe from this, um and and I had that weird moment where I wanted to know what camera they shot this with, yeah. um because I love that kind of like old filmic look that it has to it, and I wasn't sure if it was editing or if they just kind of decided to go with something that could 
hit that standard but i it, it's it's a very simplistic video like in, in all of it but the vocals are really great um and and i i think it's just like it's kind of something you just put on in the background and just chill and vibe out to yeah and then and it, yeah. and it, and it works well and it, it's like it's structured really well and i think it's really cool um and i i'm i'm glad to see uh Subin continuing her her creative work because uh, i think she's a she's a pretty good writer and she's she's actually like crafting her own sound which is really nice uh in kind of a similar way to somebody who probably inspired her uh you know actually no actually yeah yeah, yeah i think they, they, they're there's been enough of a gap but yeah somebody who inspired her which would be of course the one and only the fantastic the fabulous every your favorite female idols role model <laughs> like, uh most likely sun me she of course of wonder girls and now just of her own again uh sun me came back mm-hmm. with her brand new track noir and i think it's really effective i think it's a really good song it's uh really effective like the the video is really cool uh it has you know it kind of like it has a the theme of like uh do doing doing it all for the gram (laughs) doing it all for the gram and then like you know uh even when things are blowing up and 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 things are terrible you never admit it just put on a brave face and post it on go live on instagram for the likes um and it's really cool it's like it's like talking about something that you know it's talking about like you know how how, uh you know the people refuse to uh address the problems that they're going on personally or refuse to be their true selves and, and you know the masks we put on for the for social media and things like that um all for for the likes and the subscribes and the hitting the bells which by the way uh be sure to like uh this video if you're on watching on youtube subscribe hit that bell uh tell your friends give that five star review on itunes hit like on all our instagram pictures um yeah i think i think it works it's it's a fun video it's a for kind of like how semi how not semi how dark it is in a sense it's still very uh, very cool uh, yeah, I think it works well. well what do you think, Kaz? I mean, like I said, it's just—it's just—I don't know. It just has like that. I don't know. It's just so like it—it's very similar, like to like other things. But I—I I don't know. I enjoy it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really have anything to say. It's just like yeah. kind of just really simple, but but effective. I think effective, yeah, simple but yeah. effective. Yeah, I think like uh, it's it works well for her, and uh, Summy is just fantastic. I think she's crafting a yeah. crafting such a fantastic career for herself. Because it's like we we've seen kind of other styles of this before, of like kind of the emotionalist, like kind of <laughs> thing, uh, where she like kind of reacts but doesn't really. But it's like I don't know, it it, it works here in a weird way yeah um i'm 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 glad uh more sun me yeah i think 
Um, uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of iconic divas of K-pop, uh, we have the one, the only, the, the fantastic, the fabulous key of shiny, uh, coming back with the track again speaking of this is a <laughs> this is a theme speaking of dropping dropping hot tracks right before your uh, it's time to you ha- for you to head off to the military just before he is you know the, i think he finally actually did leave uh you know, i think like a couple of weeks ago just before he went off to do take care of his military service as well uh key drops a track uh, with a guest appearance by Soyeon of G Idol, and it is yep. a fun track. This is very much like if you've heard some of the, uh, the if you heard the uh, the previous Key solo track. This is right in that alley, but I, it just it, it's still great and it's still fun. It still has a really great energy. Uh, he's fantastic. His vocals are fantastic. Uh, the visuals are fantastic. Soyeon does a, fa- a great. Uh, it adds a lot of really uh, adds a lot to the track uh really well uh and does a great part and uh, it's just a fun song just adds to my my yeah, love, I love of the shining. beat yeah the beat is amazing yeah yeah the beat it just works well and it's so fun uh and like so like it's such a dance beat it's like such a fucking dance beat and i love it and i'm all yeah. about it it just kind of just gets to like just groove to it, uh, and it's just like it. it the, the it's funny because like the, uh, I think even like the Asian Junkie review of it has uh, or something else has talked about how like usually when people release a song right before they go to the military, they usually release some like morose, sad like promise track for the fans. Then it's like this ballad yeah. that's like. No, I'm going to miss you, blah, blah, blah. But no, Key, Key was not about uh, any of that. He just, you know, Neither was Loco, yo, though. In a, in neither a was like, Loco. Even Loco's. Yeah, like Loco and Key I, I th- are both I of think them. they're setting a new trend. They're like, yo, none of that sad shit. Yeah, We're partying. No, yeah, like this is, this is our last moments before we had in the military. Let's celebrate. Let's have fun. Here's a banger. Mm. Yeah, and... uh He's just fantastic. Plus, he he got to he got to wear his silliest haircut uh, right before he had to get his head shaved. So you know, it's like you know when you know you have to get like a really important serious haircut. Of course, you just go say fuck it. Let's just let's just have a mullet. Let's just have a bleached mullet. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Uh, but he's also dressed like he's from the eighties in half this video. So I think the haircut goes with the outfits he has on. Yes. Uh, I think yeah, it all works really well. Uh so really fantastic track by Key. Uh yeah. Key's fantastic. Shiny's fantastic. Uh yeah, we're gonna have to see. Looking forward to a couple of years when they're all going to be back and seeing what they do at once they're all a little older and a little more mature and see what music they explore. Uh, yeah. Cause I've been loving the sound that key has been putting out like in, the, in these last few tracks. Like, so, and and then I always just enjoy what local puts out. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that changes or, mm-hmm. or stays the same or, or what happens. Mm-hmm um yeah um yeah that's it for what's new uh we transition over now to our headlines 
Let's talk about headline. So join us, won't you? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the headline segment here on Halajuku. Talk about where we talk about some topical topics going on in the world of East Asian pop culture, uh, some of yep. the goings ons and whatabouts of it all. Uh, there's there's a big one we're not going to talk about just because, boy, is that impossible to unpack. Maybe well, we'll do well, a Halidu talks about it. I, I think it's more. I think it's more. We need more information. Yeah. Um. I so think. I think what has dropped. So. So. He, look here. Go do your homework because we're gonna do ours as well. We're talking about the Sangri drama, uh, that is going on. Um. So go do your homework. Read up on it. We're gonna do the. We're gonna read do all, our due diligence as well. Read all five master threads on Reddit. <laughs> All the master threads, every article from the fucking, uh, which I learned today, there's a um, Korean version of Huffington Post, yes. uh, the Asian junkie articles, the all K-pop articles, the all pop star articles. Every every Korean blog, you know, has a story. Parse the information. Take your notes. I've maybe, taken maybe, mine. Maybe not the all K-pop articles, but that's just me. So actually, the all K-pop article is just reference to the uh, Huffington Post article. Oh, so okay. it's not really. <laughs> uh, the Huffington so Post article, and they also lay claim to the Asian Junkie article, too. Like, reference points to the Asian Junkie article, too, which is also just a reference to the Huffington Post article. So I guess just read the Huffington Post article. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> that's that. both where they got their information of from um so yeah go do that take that in we'll, but we'll do for something now, i don't know i got out yeah. when i go back from texas hopefully yeah i but we'll, we just need more information yeah, yeah hopefully we need a lot more information because there, there's like there's weird mystery doors in here that i don't want to fall into um yeah. but, but for now we're gonna talk about this we're gonna talk about m night Mnet and produce 101. Yeah, um, produce X 101. The next produce season. X 101, which is the at this point canonically it's the third season of the produce series. Um, well, f- and fourth because if you count fourth, it's forty eight. Okay. Um, produce which, produce. We'll also Ugh. get into the forty eight verse. Um, yeah. <laughs> The yeah. so Mnet has kind of take has been doing this weird chess move um, that has that has now been noticed uh, like, with this produced series. The, the, so they got the tip in, <laughs> and now they're edging it closer and closer. Yeah, and it's, closer. it's Rook Five E Twelve. They're saying a bunch of numbers you don't understand, and I, somebody's getting fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, what they've done is so for the first produce series um and and correct me where my math is wrong uh it was it was a one year mnet contract like, yeah like uh, one year roughly and like i think like uh, i want to say it was like one year exactly like 12 months uh yeah. but i'm not, um, I'm not and then exactly according sure to this, this asian junkie article that we're taking some of our information from season two had a one and a half year contract yeah rules one-on-one um, that's kind of like that's why there was overlap between one-on-one existing and eyes one uh existing yeah so now where we are here 
they're going to do a which, which five year contract uh, for produce 48 is on a two and a half year contract does that yeah <laughs> yeah so um, so where we are here is a five year contract now this is a five year split contract so if you've been following the math we've gone one one and a half so now we're at two and a half a two they double way. dog dare you. <laughs> they double dog dared you there you thought they were just going to go straight two. no they went two and a half on you yes. um so this is a split contract between mnet and then the the um label of the trainee so mnet gets two and a half years in the produce group to promote and work with their trainees and then they can freely do whatever they want which i don't i don't understand this clause of um uh with the remaining two and a half years allowing them to pursue both individual and group activities freely um and why it's not just like because because what, what i'm failing to understand is like is there's some weird clause that there is is continued um things with these produced things after the contracts i think there aren't so so what it's been is so produce 101 the first one produced ioi Mm -hmm. and i had it for a year and that's whole stuff but even in that year the Mm -hmm. when they they weren't promoting with ioi they still uh the members still did things with within their label so they some of them had groups Mm -hmm. So Google Don debuted during that time, if I remember correctly, uh, and there was a couple of things that you know were laid out in the times in between IOI comebacks, and like especially if you're uh, what a man, that one comeback wasn't everybody in the group because some of them were doing something else, like it was like the youngest ones. Uh, so then like one one they did it on a two on a one and a half year contract, but I'm pretty sure like there was like some like it was the same thing where they were doing one one and then they like during between comebacks they would go back and do other things with their labels. Uh I don't know exactly how the the deal with the eyes one thing is going. Um mm-hmm. I don't know how much of it is going to involve the three AKB members actually doing thing anything with AKB if they want to. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I don't know exactly how that is, but could be similar. But what I think it looks like, it looks like it's going to be two and a half years where you're a me- where those trainees are a member of this group, whatever the new Broduce group is, uh, which presumably this is all the male. This is the if they're alternating like they did before, this is going to be the the male trainees. Two and a half years where ju- they're just they are under Mnet and they are part of this group and they come back with this group and they do activities with this group. That's it. And then the other two and a half years, they go they have come they kind of like let de- like they lessen the comebacks or something or kind of space out the comebacks where they do that but also are able to do solo comebacks or whatever they're going to do with their labels Mm -hmm. as a kind of like a trade-off of the kind and and it could be like a thing they work out within mnet and kind of like they'll have to ask all the labels like here's what i think here's the difference 
those two and a half years, Mnet doesn't have to ask shit from those labels. They just right. they come back as a group and that's it. Like this is the schedule. They set the schedules. They have them for that time exclusively. The other two and a half years, they have to coordinate with the labels for comebacks. Um, yeah. So, so it sounds it sounds like in a very re- in a very weird like they have to ask way. permission. Well, no, no, no. So it sounds like in a very weird way. It sounds like a like an exclusivity contract, like with a video games, right? Where it's yeah. like um, this game will be on Xbox first, right? And then you'll get all these Xbox exclusives yeah. for it being on Xbox first. And then it's going to spread out. It's going to go to the PlayStation. It's going to go to the PC. It's going to go to the Switch where no one gives a fuck. Um, you know, and and... And then it's just kind of free reign from there, and and how the the uh, how the publisher wants to to do it from there. Whereas when it's exclusive on Xbox, Xbox is going to be in charge of pushing this game and pushing the content for this game outside of what the publisher is going to do within yeah. itself. So it's kind of in a weird way sounds like that where Mnet is going to kind of exclusively push this in a weird way. Well, I guess I guess they're they're in a weird way claiming clout, right? They're going to be like, "Hey, these these kids will then come back to you with with kind of ready-made stardom, um ready-made fandom." Um and then you'll get point the points and royalties that I'm assuming are in these contracts that even yeah. uh, this this all K-pop article, I mean, not all K-pop, Asian Junkie article kind of alludes to that there's most likely some kind of royalty system built into this for the the um, labels yeah. uh, and companies. Um, so yeah. I, I, I'm guessing in a weird way because of what people have seen from the previous produce series and how well they have done for producing these groups and, and these, these kids getting this ready-made fandom when they come back to their companies, I'm guessing for now, it seems like a good trade-off. Yeah. I mean, it it depends. Uh, Like, I wonder if like part of that is because the struggle has been, if you, if you look historically, the struggle has been okay. How uh, post produce? How can you mm-hmm. how uh, capitalizing on that that momentum? If you talk about yeah. the season one, uh, which we really it, it's it's because it's a small sample size. We only have so far. We only have one group to think of post uh, career wise as a good sample size because. Due to the contract, I think we just had the end of 101. So we just started starting to get into this post, uh, post-produce post era for them. And obviously, Eyes One just started. So we only have IOI. And if you look at the careers of the members of IOI, it's really just been Chungha blowing up and being the next on me. And then everybody kind of being pretty popular members of groups nobody cares about. <laughs> Like, and it's been yeah. like, oh, they the they know Cheyoung, uh, Cheyoung, they have no idea that she's in Daya, and the, the group has no notoriety whatsoever. But they know Cheyoung, 
Um, they know Sejong and Mina, but they they have no they they have no presence unless they're uh, uh, as far as like Gudan. Uh, I mean, Pristine is in a dungeon somewhere, <laughs> uh, in, in the Pletus's dungeon. Uh, so I wonder if this is Mnet saying and putting like going to them and like you know, you guys have been struggling. And you'll have to struggle. You'll have to figure out how it'll work for these, your boys here as well. What if you don't have to actually worry too much about their post group career and you can like, you can just bank on their, you know, this, whatever group of, especially whatever group that we make bank on the, the success that, you know, the consistent success we make off of them and you can get them post into like their, into when they're ready to have like their post like the, like their secondary solo stuff like this is them like saying hey we could late into the this contract we can share it with you so that you can do like the their solo stuff like you handle their solo stuff while this is still becomes their group basically like this is because <laughs> like two and a half years into an idol group's career that's Right around where they start yeah. doing units and solo stuff. So, like, and that's where they'll have the share. So, like, the group will be the thing. This is their group. And then they'll go back to the labels to do solo stuff. And, yeah. they, could, and they could also even send, like, group idol, like, trainees that are, like, their, their third string choice for what their new main groups... Uh, <laughs> Uh, vocalist like this is their third string vocalist uh, or this is their their second string rapper like that they didn't quite make the cut for their new main group uh, but they think has a promising you know a, an option that, that could make something happen it's like it's like a soccer team getting one of their young like academy members that they don't have a space yet for in in the main roster but they can sell away their contract to like some international team or some some like other leagues team, you know, for some money, <laughs> or they loan him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of international play, I mean, I want to get into this one. Um, we have some people, and 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 we said we would get into the forty-eight verse a little bit yeah. here. Um, and I, I kind of love the, these stories that you found of, um. Girls going from the 48-verse into the K-pop world. Um, Takahashi Jury um, has signed a contract with Woolum Entertainment and will be making a debut in a in a Korean-formed girl group. Uh, and I, I say Korean-formed because I just mean Korean label-wise. Uh, we're not super-duper sure who, who some of the other members might be. There's a bunch of other blogs that... that take their hit at who they think those people will be uh, with who's on Willem Entertainment as yeah. a trainee or otherwise. Um, but I don't, I don't want to jump too hard into speculation. I, I just want to kind of talk about what I think is the, the inner bubble that is the 48 verse and how it works and yeah. why I think we're going to start to see more of this. Um, so, the 48-verse is a very, very, very just highly competitive, like, cutthroat kind of pond. thing. 
Very big pond. Uh, very big pond. With a lot um, of little fish. You are, yeah, you are you are definitely no matter no matter how your fans now now this is a thing, right? When you enter the 48erverse and and you you make your way up, um you have fandom, right? Like like the 48erverse is really good at getting each individual girl each individual girl their own individual fandom. Um, and it's kind of this weird science that I've still never figured out, even though they got me to believe in it for a while, <laughs> um, where, mm. where you, you fall into the trap of being like, I want to, I want to make sure she becomes number one. Um, yes. so you come with this, this, this ready-made fandom coming out of the 48 verse and then, then entering something like K-pop where I think the 48 verse, no matter what compared to the landscape that K-pop has right now is still smaller and more niche. Um, But I think the things you probably learn going through the 48-verse that you can then take into K-pop would probably put you in a position to dominate in a sense. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, like, the idea is going. You, you can, if you look at it at, at a certain face level, and you don't really look, don't really dig too deep into, like, think about what the differences actually are. You would think, like, oh, you're going from this, you're going from a bigger market to a much smaller market. But yeah. if, but it, you could, if you want to look at it at a surface level, but if you look at it really as dominant as AKB are. There and and you know it's overcrowded. It's still just a small part of one country, where uh, and even then you're still a very small fish in that very big pond. That's still not a big part of the bigger pond. Um, yeah. So it's a small part, and you're a very small part. Where you go to Korea, you go to K-pop, you go to a smaller pond overall. But you're 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 kind of like you're not you're not walled off into a spe- specific pond of that of the bigger greater pond. You're <laughs> you're in a school of fish that swims among the pond and well, I mean, for the most part, the entire pond, and that also uh, that also channels into other other ponds because Korea is a small market relatively domestically, but it is also built around because of that it's built around not just korea but also exporting globally even back to japan so it's like you go into yeah. that you go into you're maybe you know getting into a group that does a little bit more of a dura style uh that also is a little bit more global uh you kind of give yourself uh, an even bigger slice of uh, fandoms from a couple of different countries and you're able to like build a career where that you can like you know establish a base in korea globe you know maybe go uh, you know, as, as the group grows maybe you know reach out to china go back to japan a little bit like take what you learn take the style take what you what you grow with and take it back to japan so and i also think just right now um the 48 verse prop i think i think it, i think it'll come back around but i feel like the Japanese idol fandom globally has had its moment 
And I think right now, K-pop has the the world view, right? Like everybody's looking at K-pop, right? It kind of hit the flash in the pan with Psy, right? Where it's like everybody in the world all of a sudden wanted to know what Korean music was. Um, and then it kind of tapered down a little bit. Yeah. And then now with BTS and and, and even, even to a smaller extent, well, and Blackpink, and then to that smaller extent, um, uh, Jay Park, right? Kind of that, that triangle. You have these two at the top of BTS and Blackpink, and then there's this thing at the bottom of Jay Park. People are looking at K-pop more and more, and they're like, well, well like, what is this music? What is going on over there? Um Especially here in America now, we're putting them on daytime TV. We're putting them in in other other things that we're going to talk about here in a minute as well. Um, and it, it's starting to get more attention from the global market than it already was. That I five or six years ago, J-pop had a, a hold on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 it's it's going to be really cool, interesting to kind of see. How it works out, and then like if we talk yeah. about uh, Takahashi Yuri, Yuri, who's it's crazy because like they talk about it, and I have no context because obviously I haven't, I haven't really been an AKB follower, not to the extent that, that yeah. you were. Uh, I liked a couple of the songs. I follow Oshima Yuko on on Instagram. That's my girl. <laughs> uh, that was my that was my one. That was my I I pushed the fuck out of Oshima Yuko. <laughs> yeah. She's fantastic. She's, she, oh. she's, she's no, acting. she's amazing. She's, I love her. She's. I think she's in a musical, uh, which is really cool. Uh, she's she's doing things, uh, but yeah, like. It, it, but I know that uh, they talk about how she uh, Takahashi Jury has been like a consistent uh, Simbatsu presence, uh, even mm-hmm. kind of like winning elections before I believe winning elections or yeah uh and from what i can tell yeah she's won a few elections and, and a few other things yeah um, so so it's very but it's she very still never got that that hard hit from from the akb inner inner workings yeah but it's not just her and then it's like uh takeuchi miyu uh as well uh who i guess is x akb 48 uh yeah she's, she's already graduated i mean i mean takeuchi jury is mystic. as well but since she's graduating but um, yeah. she's she's post graduation, so X AKP forty eight. Yeah, so she's uh 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 Miyu is signed uh, has signed with Mystic Entertainment. Uh they of course being kind of they're Yoon Junction's uh group who are I think now a subsidiary they just got bought up and are subsidiary a subsidiary of SM, which is kind of weird. Um but kind of like it's like SM is now becoming the Disney of cap- of like Korean music. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're the label of Yoon Jongshin, uh, and mostly have had like singer songwriters. Uh, they've had they have brown eyed girls technically, but that was basically because of the fact that they had Gain. Uh, and they just brought in everyone else, and now they're, they're yeah. coming back. Uh, so they mostly are like you know singer songwriters and things like that. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what she does with them 
because the, the, there's that kind of label, but they're also technically you know, they're also technically under SM. It's like they're not really known for idol groups, but they might have some of the resources, or they might not go for an idol group. Uh, who knows? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's hard to speculate, right? Because you can only assume like coming out of AKB, you would put them in then in a girl group, right? And that's what what's happening with uh, Takahashi Jury, but that doesn't necessarily mean that other people coming out of the Forty Eight Averse have to be in girl groups to to stand out or or show their worth. Like some of these girls, and and some of the girls when I paid attention to AKB Forty Eight probably could have carried on their own, but yeah. you know they were in that they were in the mill. Yeah, they were in that they were in that system. <laughs> um but yeah the, the the it's interesting the ramifications of the expanse of k-pop uh as we get into the now we get into the the kind of speaking of the expanse of k-pop we're getting into the last couple of yeah. uh, articles which is interesting uh i'll start with like the fact that uh k-pop basically trans world entertainment is adding K- a dedicated retail space for k-pop or has added uh, and is actually specifically not just that because you know like anybody can have like a little K-pop section. A lot of like you go to your Korean supermarket, they'll have a K-pop section. But they actually are sending data to Korean charts. By the way, if you don't know who Trans World Entertainment are, they're the owners of your local FYE. <laughs> so, yeah. which is, makes it a little bit less of a fun thing because not a lot of people like going to FYE. Uh, I hear a lot of negative things about trying to shop at FYE, but uh, but that aside, it's still a prominent place uh, to to kind of like put you know K-pop. I think I've seen people like uh, I think on like some Google uh, like business pages or some like pictures of like the K-pop section, which is like an end cap or something. I don't know if it's like just that. Or, that was it before, or I think it's like some kind of end cap with like a bunch of CDs on it, uh, which is really interesting. And it'll say is that Ooh. it sends info to Gaon. It's like, oh god, they own all the music things. <laughs> <laughs> Record and tape traders, Sam Goody, Suncoast. Yeah. Oh, uh, god. Yeah. All right. Um, focus. Uh, yeah. So, so, so they're kind of the big retailer in. Uh, CDM music merch um, as as you would buy those kind of things. So because they're now sending that data back to to Korea, that, that, yeah, that then leads to charting, right? So if, if charting starts to happen and record sales start to get tracked from America specifically, that then leads to, Oh, let's send more of this. Oh, let's send more of that. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, like it helps us, for those people who want the instant gratification by of not having to do things that we've talked about in here before <laughs> and going to an online shop and then waiting for a, a couple of weeks to months to, to get things. And then yes. maybe that allows better entry into things like fandom things and, and stuff like that, because now we're tracked as sales where, where I think you've talked about before because it's harder to, to do and it's harder to, to kind of, jump on these things we don't always get to get into these fan groups and things like that um so maybe this allows for more american fan groups and more more exclusivity for us here in america to show our support to the groups that we love yeah it's like you get to like 
instead of having to like order find which one to order with not only like order a thing and then pay shipping or if you go to yes asia there's free shipping but if you look at it comparatively speaking there's also a markup <laughs> that kind of like like kind of bridges a little bit of the gap but like uh and then like even then the free shipping is without tracking so you just like you just like you just order it and then it'll come <laughs> and yeah. a few weeks later you get a package like surprise use your k-pop uh and it's like uh you know getting going to that if people just want to be able to go to the store and buy some k-pop yeah. uh is and there, there's uh, and not have to have like a boutique store nearby. You can go to like, <laughs> uh, which which is fine. You can go to like the K-pop store. That I think there's one in Orlando. Uh, the K-pop in USA is, I think is still up in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, and I mean, and we've also talked about this before, where like you can also buy merch usually at like cons. Um, yeah. But sometimes you're never really sure where some of that stuff comes from or how they get their hands on some of that stuff uh, or where that stuff is going back to. Um, like so, so let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about our con merch. Uh, <laughs> my Sunyoshi day hat. Um, I don't know if you can like line it up with all the other things on here. And if you know Korean, you'll probably spot what's wrong with this. Shit's backwards. <laughs> this yeah. thing is backwards. Uh, this is but yeah, so there's, there's there's weird bootleg shit like that. Um but so another thing that could possibly help that is SM um SM and Global Shop Partners are gonna be partnering with Hot Topic to bring more merch to america as well so this now leads into more physical merch t-shirts uh plushies hats things like that that we can now get at more more brands that are already pre-established in america um so this is just another thing to add on to that and then hopefully this will also then be something that is tracked and we can get shit uh just doesn't mean i can't go back in time and get any of the fucking um you know fucking big bang shit that i would have wanted when it originally came out but that's cool i ain't mad i am but i'm not um yeah i will i will say uh uh, there's actually some really cool shirts (laughs) like especially that red velvet one is dope yeah, I think I might have to get that. Um, you know, you know, I'm down for red velvet. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, nice. so you know, kids, hit up, hit up your, hit up hit your, your local, local hot topic hot as if topic. it was the fucking nineties. Fucking buy that K-pop merch. God. Uh, you know, it's like, like for us, it's the nineties. I guarantee you, there's people out there. It's like. Oh, the hit up hot topic like it was decade of my childhood and like the two thousands. It's because they 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 know how to like hit the teenage like alternative market so well, uh, and they're yeah. still around. Yeah, because they did it. They did it with like all, with all the nickel shit that they started selling, uh, selling and like all the Disney like kind of goth shit they were selling everyone sells pops so i don't really i don't really yeah. want from everyone sells pops uh 
but yeah, so this is just another thing that, that then there keeps hot topic afloat uh, uh, in in the world. I, I will say in the world. In a world. I will say uh, you can at least in the one near uh, I think in the mall uh, near my job, Dayland Mall. Uh, the hot topic there, at least, but I imagine mm-hmm. everywhere, the clearance section. You can usually find some good t-shirt gems, <laughs> like for like super cheap. Yeah, but I mean, if this is a thing that's actually legitimately happening, I will go to Hot Topic. I will look for those red velvet. I will hound them. And... Yeah, yeah. Maybe two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh God. Yeah. I'm gonna get me some some merch. So hopefully get some more, not just SM. But let me get some like some JYP. Give me a twice shirt. Uh, Luna. Yeah. Some Luna merch. Some Dreamcatcher merch. There. Uh, mm-hmm. More. More K-pop merch. Uh, but yeah. That being said. Uh, I was going to say speaking of merch, but we don't have merch. Uh, <laughs> no, not yet. Nobody's going to buy any of our merch. Uh, I have a, I, I got to find that Fanny Pack Wrestling shirt that I own somewhere. Uh, that being said. <laughs> That brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of Halle Juku. Uh Kaz, what's what's going on in yeah. your world? What's what's going on with you? Uh, go check out the last few episodes of DKG Welp. Uh, we're still doing that that fun podcast of the Chuckleverse uh, that that we like to call it. Um, and sports odds and ends. Me and JVZ talking about about all the things sports. We're probably somehow some way speaking of of people doing shady shit gonna have to get into this whole robert Kraft thing <laughs> and what that means for literally all of sports because this man has his hands in everything he even owns an overwatch team so literally all of sports um not not just his hands so oh god um so yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna probably end up digging into that and uh and hopefully he doesn't bring down esports because that, I think that'll be the first thing that takes a hit, if yeah. anything. Everything um, kind of contracts in the, the all the fringe stuff suffers first. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, we'll see. Because yes, if he but, brings down sports, I'll 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 throw a rock at him. Yeah. <laughs> he brings down esports. Uh, but but in the meantime, you can listen to sports odds and ends if you want more uh, dunking on uh, the Lakers. <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna talk about that fucking debacle too jeez right that's a drama and a half uh, if you like k-dramas watch the lake <laughs> yes yes uh but yeah that's dkgtv.com also uh sports odds and ends.com uh he's at king kaz i'm at pd rave uh the show is Hallie juku uh, we're at kpoppodcast.com uh, or halajuku.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows, including uh, Record Breakers. Uh, I think I should post this pretty quickly. So this week, uh, it's another episode with Curly. This time we're talking about Pale Waves, My Mind Makes Noises, which is really... If you like pop, if you like K-pop, you'll like it. It's very kind of cool, very catchy, very synth poppy. It's really cool. So go check it out. Of course, you know, do, your, do your homework along the way. Um... But 
Uh, yeah, check out all the things. Uh, subscribe, like, share, do all the things. Until next time. Why, I think you're crazy. Hasta los huevos. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>